When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the 49ers Access Podcast. My name is Strickland Bennett, and today we are going to react to the awful, and I mean awful, atrocious San Francisco 49ers week one of the NFL preseason loss to the Las Vegas Raiders. 34-7 was the final score, and when I mean awful, this game drove me absolutely nuts. Yes, I understand it's one game of the preseason. The outcome of the game, 34-7, doesn't matter. A lot of plays, poor play and good play, doesn't always matter. There's always a preseason darling a la Thomas Clayton during the Frank Gore era in San Francisco who rushes for 500 yards or 300 yards in preseason. And you're like, wow, he has a future on this team. Then he never makes the actual you know, 53-man roster come the regular season. Then there's other play that's really bad that you point to and say, oh, it's just a preseason, who cares? Today was one of the days you point to and say, was there anything good? Because the second, the third, and even the fourth string players on this current 2023-2024 San Francisco 49ers team left little to be desired. There was maybe two, three shining stars. Usually I would do a, a stock up, stock down on who shined and who kind of faded away in the preseason game. I'll just tell you right now, there's a lot of duds and a lot of not stock up type of players today. Uh, a lot of stock down on many players. But I'll give you a positive note to begin. We'll dive into the quarterbacking play of Trey Lance and Sam Darnold. We'll dive into the offensive line and how bad it was today. We'll even dive into the defense, how the secondary play. One starter played today on the defense. How did he do? And where did players like Deshaun Jameson, uh, Ambry Thomas, Samuel Womack, and Jair Brown stack up as we enter officially the 2023-2024 NFL season? One player... I want to give a ton of credit to is Ronnie Bell. Ronnie Bell today looked like he belonged in the NFL. Uh, in, in being a receiver today, he led the team in receiving yards 58, tied for the team leading receptions 3, averaged a team leading 19.3 yards per catch, and was targeted a team leading 6 times, including a 37-yard completion from the throw of Sam Darnold backed up against his own end zone for arguably the best play of the game from a San Francisco 49er. Um, I thought Ronnie Bell, if not the, was one of the best players on the field today 
for the red and gold. He shined in his first action of the preseason. And for a guy fighting for that fifth or sixth receiver spot and with the injury to Ray McLeod, played really, really well in the absence. Uh, did struggle somewhat in punt returns and kick returns. He had five returns total, three kicks and two punts, 11.6 yards per return. Um, I would rather him not take punts <laughs> after what I saw today, but I do think that, you know, what's the big thing? Catch the football, don't fumble, secure it. I, I would prefer he take some fair catches here or there, but for a young player, you can tell he was trying to push and, and make a play in his first live action. So Ronnie Bell, really, really strong day, really impressed by what he can do. Um, his route running was great, in my opinion. He showed strong hands. His one drop, which has been a problem for him, um, led to an interception. Uh, don't love that. You got to catch the ball. <laughs> it's kind of your job if you're a receiver. Uh, but even Kyle Shanahan said that on the drop, it may have been his best route of the day. So I'm hoping with more reps and more consistency, uh, Ronnie Bell becomes a better player when seeing the field more and more and more as preseason and, and practice progresses throughout his rookie season. But one player that we expected to see a lot more of, or at least see an increased uh, level of play with more reps and consistency on the field is Trey Lance. And let's rip this freaking Band-Aid off. Uh, Trey Lance today. This may have been the worst I have ever seen him play. When he was drafted in 2021, he didn't look this bad. And he was a rookie. Last year, had a bad preseason game against Houston, mind you, but I don't think it was this bad. Uh, there were some bumps there, you could tell, in that Houston game last year. He left maybe feeling a little less positive about him being a starting quarterback. But today, um, the box score might say otherwise because it says... Trey Lance was 10 for 15 for 112 yards and one touchdown pass. That in itself doesn't look bad whatsoever. The box score says Trey Lance had a good day. Um, but my eyes, and hopefully your eyes as well, tell you Trey Lance was awful. I don't know what happened because... The player that I've been seeing in training camp that's been widely reported that many people, whether in the media or in the stands, have been seeing was not the player on the field on Sunday against the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if he was Austin Powers and got his mojo stolen because I don't understand how the player we've seen throughout training camp and OTAs and minicamp and you know, the player that's put together five, six, seven, eight good, strong, competitive, decisive outings on the practice field against what is assumed to be a top five offense in football comes out against today rather or expected to be lackluster defense and puts on that performance. Again, the box score says he was great. 10 for 15, 112 yards, one touchdown. Uh, did get sacked four times. I think two of those are going to be his fault. The offensive line was awful. I get that. I understand it's Trey Lance's first game back from an ankle injury dating back to week two of last season against Seattle. I understand there are certain things you can point to and say, well, that is not Trey Lance's fault. He's a little rusty. Give him a break here. While there might be caveats, while there might be excuses you can make in certain areas, it is not Trey Lance's fault the second team offensive line uh, wanted to not block anything today. 
Not his fault. I get that. The first three drives lasted less than five total minutes, and none of them accumulated to be over two minutes long. That is not all on Trey Lance, but Trey Lance technically today, instead of being 10 for 15, should have been 6 for 12 because he should have thrown that pick in the end zone that tipped off Chris Conley and tipped off the defender twice and went into the hands of Ross Dwelly for a touchdown. So shouldn't have had a touchdown, should have been an incompletion, should have been an interception by Trey Lance. Then later, towards the end of his outing, he you know, should have thrown a pick to a linebacker right in front of the field. He just didn't see it, a la Jimmy Garoppolo. And later he completed three more passes to end his outing. So instead of being 10 for 15, he should have been 6 for 12 with 57 yards, not 112 yards, and no touchdowns with two interceptions while also being sacked four times and pressured nine. This was the worst I have ever seen Trey Lance play. I'm talking against Chicago in a monsoon, talking about pre-broken ankle against Seattle. I'm talking against Arizona when he was a rookie and Texans against when he was a rookie. I'm talking this was the worst Trey Lance we've ever seen. He left this game kind of rattled, kind of taken aback as to how bad he played. And it's easy to sit back and say, well, he just looked off. Something looked off. Yes, many things looked off. But there was some good. I'm not going to sit here and harp on how bad he was for an hour and a half or an hour. I'm not going to do that. That's not entertaining and you don't want to hear that. You know he was bad. I know he was bad. And if someone's trying to tell you he wasn't bad, um, they're lying to your face. Trey Lance was bad. If Jimmy G was did what Trey Lance did on Sunday, it would be awful. In fact, what Trey Lance did on Sunday is the exact same thing that got Jimmy G replaced here. Throwing to linebackers that are obviously standing in front of your target, forcing passes into small windows when your feet aren't set and you're making bad decisions, you're you're taking would-be scoring drives and turning them into turnovers. You cannot do that in the NFL. You can't... If you want to be a starter, if you want to be a backup quarterback, especially a backup quarterback, you cannot turn the ball over. What is the one thing everybody points to for backup quarterbacks? He can keep us in the game if the starter goes out. Sean Hill was never going to win you a game. But he can keep you in the game. Drew Stanton. There's a reason why guys like Teddy Bridgewater still have jobs. They can keep you in the game. They're not going to be the reason you win, but they're not going to be the reason you lose. Trey Lance today was a reason, granted preseason, but if this was a regular season game against the first team defense, he would have been the reason they lost this game. He was bad. Really bad. But again, there was some good in here. I, I, I do think... When Trey Lance did get some clean pockets, there was, you know, a lot of what we've seen in training camp. You know, had a nice throw to uh, Fumagalli in the flat for eight yards. He fought for a little more. Um, had a really, you know, some perfect pass to Conley on a crosser over the middle towards the left half for 17 yards. Like, there was some, some, some resemblance of the player we've seen in training camp. And even, you know, the player we thought Lance was going to be coming in 
from North Dakota State, but overwhelmingly today was just uh, like Trey Lance looked he like he was rattled. He looked green behind the ears. Trey Lance looked like you would expect a raw, little experienced rookie to play like. He looked like a player who has not played in a year and a half and has played 24 quarters in the NFL. Not a player who's been in the NFL for three years, knows the system, has been back on the practice field for five months, that has taken part in every single aspect of the offseason program. And look, again, I get it. It's one day. It's one game. But for Trey Lance, and Kyle Shanahan has, has, told, has, has said this plenty of times, he values joint practices better. And by all means, it looks like and it sounds like from the reporting out there that Trey Lance was pretty good in joint practices. Keep that in mind. Kyle Shanahan wants to abolish the entire preseason. He sees very little value in it. But this is the first opportunity Trey Lance has been able to put everything he's learned, all the work with Patrick Mahomes and Jeff Christensen, fixing his mechanics. This was the first opportunity to show Niner fans, for the fan base to see him after all the hard work he's put in, after the injury, and figuring and hopefully molding himself into a better, a, a more consistent and capable quarterback in the NFL. And today, Trey Lance looked like the exact opposite of that. No Niners fan left today impressed by Trey Lance, unfortunately. Um, I do think there were a few plays under pressure that, you know, he ran for... He shook off the, the defensive end and kept his eyes downfield and ran for two yards. I like that. I, I like that he has his eyes downfield trying to and looking for that big play. That's stuff that's improving on who he's been. And there was a play where he avoided three defenders running at him and kind of ran towards the line of scrimmage and you know flipped the ball to Willie Sneed on the run. I like that stuff. That stuff he wouldn't have done two years ago, even a year ago. He would have looked to run the football today. He was looking to pass. I appreciate that stuff. There's growth there. But for 90% of his day, it was, oh my goodness, I'm going to get sacked. Or, oh my goodness, you're throwing into double coverage or you're throwing right to a defender. Um, and this is just night-night. Like Trey Lance, who was expected to come in and be this Josh Allen type of player or... As Kyle Shanahan said in the pre-draft process, I'm looking for a Drew Brees and you know, Lamar Jackson combined into one player. That's not Trey Lance. Trey Lance was having a hard time running away from backup defensive ends. What? <laughs> like, for a guy... Take last year. Shanahan was running Trey Lance into the teeth of the defense trying to utilize his run and his... He, his legs, I don't know if you can do that anymore. And and some fans have pointed out maybe it's the foot, you know, coming back off the broken ankle, maybe. But that hasn't affected him at all during camp. He was scrambling during camp. He was getting a little touched up during camp. He had no problem running away and maneuvering in the pocket during practice. But as soon as the bright lights come on at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, it was like his eyes went from... I got this. I got this. I'm going to win this quarterback two job to, oh my God, I don't know what's going on. Oh, 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 what is football? 
It was a bad day for Trey Lance. He looked like he was a deer in the headlights. Like, huh? What do you mean I have to snap the football and throw it? And by the time... There was a... There, there's, there's one play today. Trey Lance had five seconds to throw the football. And he got sacked. Five seconds. That is an eternity in the NFL. And it wasn't a... He hiked and ran to his left and ran to his right. It was a hike. I'm in the pocket. Uh, uh, what do I do? Sack. Trey Lance looked like an inexperienced rookie today. There's a play where, you know, the play action rolls to his left, has a defender in his face, sees Chris Conley wide open. Or I wouldn't say wide open, but open in a small window in the back of the end zone. And I get because he's running to his left. He throws right-handed. It's hard to reset your body, and you don't want to throw a cross-body on balance because then it's going to be picked off. But he resets himself, still sees that window to his view is still open, albeit it wasn't, sets himself up, throws a ball, hits the receiver, or hits the defensive back right in the hands, ball gets ping-ponged around and pinballed around, and somehow, some way, Ross Belly gets a touchdown. And you're going, sometimes it might be better to be lucky than good. But on 99% of plays, that's an interception. And you're like, Trey, you can't make that throw. You're in the red zone. That's a play that got your predecessor kicked out of town. It's a play that made Kyle Shanahan say, I don't want him anymore. What is it going to happen for you when your stock's at the lowest it's ever been? After an amazing training camp, in an amazing eight-game stretch of, or eight-practice stretch of good play, you put that on display? It almost, because fans have not, or all fans have not seen that, it almost washes everything away where if you haven't seen training camp and you haven't seen how well he's practiced, like, my heart sunk seeing him play because I witnessed him being a better quarterback, sometimes the best quarterback on the field at times during training camp, where I go, you know, he... He may still have something here. To see that today, to see how poor the decision-making was, to see him just not even see a linebacker over the middle almost through a pick, a play that literally made Kyle Shanahan say, I don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo anymore, in the freaking playoffs. 30 seconds left. You need to go down and score. Two-minute drill, 30-second drill. First play, almost picked. Uh, does that scream Michael Kendricks, Minnesota, 2019 divisional round? Yeah, it does. You can't not make mistakes like that. He's also, Trey Lance seemed very gun-shy today. He seemed like he did not know where to go with the football. Now, mind you, I ain't a coach. Mind you, um, offensive line was really bad to begin. Mind you, I don't have a playbook. I don't know exactly where that ball was supposed to go, but I can tell you now, um, there were many opportunities for Trey Lance to hit an open receiver for a first down, and he didn't do it. And it's stuff like this that I mentioned over and over and over again on this very podcast and said, there are certain things Sam Darnold can do to make Kyle Shanahan feel comfortable. It's the stuff Trey Lance didn't do today. You cannot hike a football and have Ross Dwelly opened just past the, the third down chain for a first down, 
in a very tight window, mind you, but a play reliant on timing, you look at him and you hesitate, boom, sack. You cannot do that in the NFL. In this offense, especially. He missed an easy check down later, I believe again to Dwelly, towards the sideline. Trey, you gotta get something. You're reeling here. You're fighting. You're like a, a person in the middle of the ocean fighting to swim and hold their breath. And you're just sinking and sinking and sinking over and over and over again. Like, there was no anticipation. He looked overwhelmed in the pocket. It, like, yes, he was playing way too fast early. You can tell that he was probably amped up. Just like I am right now. Like, I came into this game so excited to see Trey Lance play. After almost a full year of not seeing him play. After, what is it, seven months since the NFC Championship game, Niners football is back, and Trey Lance gets the opportunity to go out there and show the fans on a national stage, NFL Network, Fox, KPIX, CBS Sports, whatever you were watching, the affiliate you were watching, you were going to watch Trey Lance. The national media was going to get their first true glimpse of Trey Lance. What is he going to do? Play like a rookie. Look like the game is too big for him. Look like it's too fast for him. And it's annoying because he hasn't really played like this before. He didn't do this his rookie year. There are certain things you point to and say, okay, that, that's a rookie mistake. When you're still making those in year three, Trey, come on. Like, I've seen him do better in person. And Trey knows this. Kyle knows this and stuff like that. But my worry is that the fact that Trey Lance didn't look any better than he had since his rookie season in live game. Training camp, different quarterback, live game. You go back and watch those games against Houston in the preseason, in Green Bay, and Kansas City, and, and the Chargers. He looked really good against the Chargers in his rookie season. He hit that big Trent Shurfield go ball, I believe one of his first passes ever in the NFL. Last year, Green Bay, Danny Gray, boom, touchdown. I came into today thinking, okay, I don't need that big play by Trey. I don't need that huge 75-yard touchdown pass by Trey Lance and go, okay, wow, he's back. I wanted to see him run the offense efficiently and effectively. Hit your easy throws. Hit the intermediate guys in stride for five, six yards. Keep the chains rolling. It was a struggle for Trey Lance today to hit a five-yard slant, six, seven-yard slant. Like, there was, like, I don't, like, you can tell me in the comments or on Twitter or on Instagram. Do you leave this game thinking, I'm really comfortable with Trey Lance playing quarterback for this team? I don't. And I get it, it's one game. Like, I, I, I'm not unaware of that. He can come out against Denver and crush it. Jimmy Garoppolo threw five picks in a practice and came back and was bad against Denver in preseason and led this team to a freaking Super Bowl. I get it. It's a it's a really a meaningless game. But for Trey, it's not meaningless. This isn't a, hey, you're the starting quarterback of the team no matter what. It's no, you're fighting for quarterback number two or three or even to be on the roster. And you put that on tape and that on film? There is no luxury of being Jordan Love 2.0 and sitting for four or five or six years 
banking on a veteran quarterback to grow old and tired of the franchise and leave. This is, if you don't buck up, you're going to be shipped out of town. And, like, there's no way any Niner fan left saying, Trey Lance is my guy. It was, oh my God, Trey Lance. Are you even a guy? And I love Trey. But there are plays where he's seeing open receivers and not throwing the football. He's he's doing a pump and then it's too late and he gets hit. In this offense, we've talked so much here. You have to be decisive with the football. You have to be right on time. I know fans don't want to compare Trey Lance to Jimmy Garoppolo. But Trey Lance was brought in to be the guy and replace Jimmy Garoppolo. What allowed Jimmy Garoppolo to play here for five freaking seasons? He was on time with his balls. <laughs> it's funny, but on time to his targets, getting the balls easily to his playmakers, Debo and Ayuk and Kittle and Chris McCaffrey, and I get it. None of those guys played today. Behind the starting offensive line and with those playmakers around him, maybe he looks better. Maybe he does. But when you're fighting for quarterback number two or three, and the guy behind you, Sam Darnold, doesn't have that same luxury either, but looks better than you because he can hit quick outs on time, hit guys in stride towards the sideline, over the middle, that's not going to make Kyle Han It's not going to make Shanahan say, hmm, what does Trey Lance can do? Like, Can he still be my guy here? Ooh, I'm, I'm not sure. It's going to make Kyle Shanahan say, yeah, you, you're quarterback three. Darnold's better than you. And I think as of right now, Sam Darnold in one preseason game with, you know, taking practice out of the equation is a right now quarterback number two. And Darnold wasn't great by any means. Don't get me twisted here. What, five for eight, 85 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, right? He wasn't great, but he's fine. He ran the offense, didn't turn the ball over. He was effective with the football, moving the chains. He had the first third down completion of the game. Trey Lance had none. None. Like, that's how bad he was. Trey Lance, like, I don't want, like, I'm not hating on the person. I'm not hating on him as a player either. But you cannot put that display on the field and expect the head coach who has already kind of lost faith in you to a certain point. I think Shanahan likes Trey. They want him to succeed. They want him to be the guy still. Like, why wouldn't you want a guy you picked third overall and traded three first-round draft picks to be the guy? But, and I get it, just one game. But let me ask you this. Have you seen Trey Lance, one, look worse than this ever? I haven't. Maybe you have. But two... Has what Trey Lance done in three years? And I get it, heard a lot last year. I, I understand small sample sizes in his first year. Has anything he's shown consistently over the three-year span made you believe he's the guy? No. No, he hasn't. Now, yes, early in his career you can point to and say, well, he just needs reps, he needs time, they should play him. Maybe there's a reason they haven't played him. Maybe there's a reason they, ha they had to bring back Jimmy Garoppolo last year to hedge their bets. It's easier to believe in Trey Lance when he is this mirage or this thought of what he can be. 
we need to start asking the question, who is he? Now, I sat here this whole past month or a few weeks and said, Trey Lance looks really good, and he did look really good. Like, my takeaways, my opinion was backed up by many others in the same room as me on that sideline during training camp and practice. And I can guarantee you, all of them will say, the Trey Lance that played today was not the same Trey Lance on the field during those practices. There was something off and different. And yes, offensive line, my goodness, like, like what are we doing? There was miscommunication all over the place. I'm not sure if Trey Lance not having his normal second string center with Keith Ishmael and John Feliciano for some reason playing center today. Weird. I don't understand that. Like that that's a question I would have for Kyle Shanahan. Of hey, why was the guy that was your backup center all training camp not playing backup center today? Interesting. That's weird. Nick Zakel and Jason Poe were god awful today in pass protection. And in fact, the entire offensive line was garbage during run protection too. They couldn't open a single hole for anybody. I don't want you guys to think I'm hating on Trey. There were many outside factors outside of Trey Lance that were not his fault that I can point to and say, that was really bad. Like, really, really bad. But the things that Trey Lance put on film, being indecisive, you know, looking hesitant, being off on his timing, getting wide open receivers, you know, doing things that Sam Darnold would do when it comes to hitting guys in stride, being on his timing, getting first downs, moving the football, being efficient. That wasn't Trey Lance today. I'm very disappointed in what he did. Very. Because you know, getting the opportunity to go down there and see him play and see him be improved in the intermediate routes and see him be better on the, the gimme balls to the tight end on, on a check down. Like, Lance seemed like he had... this. It was his first game back in forever, which technically it was, but he's been at practice for months. Like, it's not like... Like, I would have not expected even Brock Purdy, who is this team's starter, to go out there and do that today. I didn't expect Trey Lance to do that today. Because he hasn't shown this play at all. And the idea that, well... Maybe he'll get better with time during practice. Sure. He doesn't have time anymore. This is it for Trey. If he doesn't prove to beat out Sam Darnold, it's kind of over. Like, there's a reason Darnold's here. There's a reason Garoppolo was brought back last year. It was, hey, in case Trey falters, we need a backup option. Last year, today, now Sam Darnold. And Sam, like Jimmy, albeit one preseason game this year for Sam Darnold, he looked competent, comfortable in the pocket, with the exact same personnel Trey Lance had. That's the thing. People point to, well, look how bad the offensive line was, and it was bad early. Same receivers, same offensive line, same tight ends, no Debo, no IU, no Kittle, no Christian McCaffrey. And he was competent, comfortable in the pocket, wasn't rattled, and looked like a quarterback in sync with the offense. Now again, could Trey Lance come out here against Denver and crush it and just annihilate that Broncos defense? And God, I hope he does. This is not the Trey Lance I know Trey Lance wants to show to the world. 
this isn't the one he's shown throughout the you know, entirety of two months of the offseason program. But if that's the Trey Lance he's going to put out on the field, we're never going to see Trey Lance play. We're just not. It's one game. But he looked like Bryce Young looked better than Trey Lance today. And that's a rookie quarterback. I get it. Big program at Alabama. I get it. Trey Lance raw out of NDSU. Two different programs, coached very differently. I get that stuff. But people are pointing to stats online saying, well, all the quarterbacks struggled come preseason week one. Yeah, one starter played. One. Or I guess two, Bryce Young and maybe, you know, CJ Stroud. So three starters played, Russell Wilson and two rookies. And we're like, oh, yeah, like, Trey was on par with those guys. He's supposed to be better than those guys. He's in year three. Like, I'm more upset because he played poorly because he hasn't done that the past month and a half. And it stinks to invest this much in a player as an organization. Like, you, you either have to rip the bandaid off and say goodbye and say we screwed up, or sit there and say you're a quarterback three. If Trey Lance is going to continually play indecisive, off time, be gun shy, look, rattle it in the pocket, hold the football too long... Like, that is an unplayable quarterback. And I'm hoping he builds upon this and moves on, washes it away, and says, that's not who I am. It was the first game back. And I hope it is. Maybe it was. I was a little worried because the ankle. But Trey Lance saying that, I don't feel any pressure. Maybe you should feel some pressure, Trey. Your job's on the line. You could be the quarterback number three behind the last overall pick in last year's draft and a failed former top five overall pick who's played for two teams in the past three seasons and has been otherwise claimed and, and noted as a bust. And if you can't beat them out, what does it say that you're in the same boat as that guy who's now the quarterback two of this team that was a former bust and by all means could still be one? And if you can't beat that guy out, what does that make you? Well, it probably makes you a bust. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I don't, I hate having a podcast like this. Because I've talked for months and I'm so excited for him and I love what I see. And it's like, oh, like, what, what, why? <laughs> why? Like, how is that what you put on display for us today? There was very little consistency. There was a, a, a kind of a run there. Um, after the, the near pick, the second one, where he, he kind of figures things out, and you go, okay, maybe Trey's getting hot here. And even Kyle Shanahan said, you know, I, I kind of wanted to keep him out there in, in the third quarter. And I get why he didn't, but it's like, okay, like, like was that Trey getting hot and kind of figuring things out? You cannot wait till the second half of a game to figure things out. You'll be down 24 to 7 by then. And, and they were. <laughs> and now at that, that point, it's too late and you're playing from behind with a hard, you know, hard look ahead of you trying to fight your way back. You just can't do that stuff. Like the Raiders defense is not great. And it was their second team defense, which isn't good. And it did seem like the kind of game plan for the game. I'm not sure <laughs> like why they were like hovering over the middle of the field and it seemed like they were like, we're gonna go out there and beat the 49ers. Like we're gonna go out there and make a statement in preseason. I'm not sure why that was the case, but if Trey Lance with, you know, kind of a 
a preseason playbook of Kyle Shanahan's can't execute it, but Sam Darnold can, what does that tell you? We'll see come preseason week two and three. But right now, I think you're leaving this game with Trey Lance's stock kind of being at an all-time low. Which is crazy to believe because it kind of already was at an all-time low. And I like Trey. He's a great guy. I think he can be a good quarterback still. But if you keep putting performances like that on the field, that it's not going to be here. And it's not going to be this year. Uh, so for Trey, I hope he can bounce back and put together a game on tape, live television against the Broncos in, in a week where you can point to and say, that is the Trey Lance I've seen in training camp for myself and point to and say, finally he's showing the growth as a player and kind of fight back to being what at one point for me was quarterback two of this team, but I think now has kind of found himself being quarterback number three, leaving preseason week one. And Sam Darnold, again, he was fine. He wasn't great. Five for eight, 85 yards, had the best play of the day from a quarterback on San Francisco side of the things. A 37-yard pass to Ronnie Bell. Perfect over the defender. Right in Ronnie Bell's bread basket. Just in stride. Bing, bang, boom. Gets to the 40-yard you know, 40 yard line and kind of gets the offense moving. He didn't score any points, unfortunately. But for Sam, I think he looked really good. Um, there was plenty of times he throws for anticipation. Throws guys open. Something Trey Lance also wasn't doing. There was a play... Tay Martin, kind of a, a little out route towards the right sideline, and that ball's out before Tay even makes his break, whereas Trey seemed like he was throwing guys... Trey was waiting for guys to get open. He was playing college-style football. Sam Darnold was playing NFL-style football. There is no more of this waiting for guys to get wide open than hitting them. It's you have to make sure that ball is at the right place at the right time. Guys getting out of their breaks, throwing... With anticipation, Sam Darnold did that in a small sample size on Sunday against Las Vegas. Um, many fans pointed to Aiden O'Connell for the Raiders. Fourth round pick this year. Like, how come he can be 12 for 15 for 132 yards and 8.8 yards per attempt and one touchdown? Look poised, look confident, look quick and decisive. Look like the opposite of Trey Lance in his first ever action in the NFL. And the question is, I don't know. I'm not sure if that's... San Francisco's defense is playing off the receivers, which they were all day, surprisingly. Um, San Francisco's defensive line couldn't get any pressure on the quarterback. I, I think if you put Trey on Las Vegas today, he looks a lot better. <laughs> I, I I think if any quarterback, Allen, Darnold, Lance, if they played for Las Vegas today, uh, they would have had similar stat lines to Aiden O'Connell today. So I don't put too much into like why the quarterback stat lines were so different from Las Vegas to San Francisco. Um, it definitely seems like, or seemed like, San Francisco was trying things on defense, uh, playing off of the receivers, kind of playing loose coverage a lot of the time, giving them five, you know, seven-yard separation, and then playing up uh, towards... Like, there was a play today where Womack, on a first, on, on like a third down play, is playing five yards off the receiver, and the guy's like, first down, like, what are you doing? It's, it's third and two, and you're playing five yards off of me. That doesn't make any sense, so... And I don't think Steve Wilkes is that stupid. <laughs> so I do think there, there may have been a reason as to why the defense was so bad today in the secondary. But other things, again, second team offensive line, nine pressures, four sacks, couldn't get any holes for the running. Uh, I want to come down someone's road for a second. 
Matt freaking Pryor, I am so done. So done. Awful in training camp. Awful in practices. Um, so many sacks given up. And to be this team's, you know, starting, or I guess in this case, backup right tackle, my goodness, find yourself another team, my friend. Um, there was a play today, a running play towards the right side. It was a little pitch out, I believe, to Ty Davis Price. And Pryor gets out to the edge. And the assumption is, hey, you're the offensive lineman in front of the running back leading the charge. Make a block and find your guy a hole. What does Matt Pryor do? Oh, I should block somebody. And then TDP gets tackled and he's just standing like, oh, I wonder what happened. A low effort. You are the man leading the break. And it's low effort. You make contact with nobody. You're the lead blocker, my friend. It's your freaking job. And for all the people that hate Mike McGlinchey, he wasn't doing that on running plays. He was out there making a freaking move, at least trying to hit somebody. Matt Pryor was like, oh, I forgot that I'm playing football for five seconds. I don't know what I'm doing. Ooh. Like, Matt, you want to make the team, my guy. You got to hit somebody. No block, no rock. You ain't getting the rock in this case, but my God, no block. You can pack your freaking socks and go home. Like, what are we doing? Make a block and you already played bad in pass protection and you're doing crap like that? Um, a lot of little effort today by San Francisco. Uh, Cam Law, two fumbles, and Tay Martin's like, we're supposed to play after the whistle? I didn't know that. And the ball is sitting there and it's live action and he's just like, I'm not going to pick it up. I don't know what's going on. And this watches four Raiders dive from the football and pick it up. He's like, oh, that's how you play. I didn't know that. And you're like, dude, <laughs> like, you're a young player fighting to make this team. Like Matt Pryor, you're a player trying to fight to make this team. I don't want to be a practice squad guy again this year. That kind of effort's not going to cut it. Especially for a guy like Kyle Shanahan, who hates receivers when they're young. <laughs> like, my God. Um... On the flip, the interior defensive line. Uh, I was watching Javon Kinlaw getting pushed around like it was no one's business today. Like, this Niners defense on the ground, 35 carries, 120 yards, 3.4 yards per carries and two touchdowns. There was a certain point in this game, 20 rushing attempts, 72 yards. They were getting pushed and moved around. Kevin Gibbons was a non-factor. They couldn't tackle anybody. It was like, you know, it was like one of those like little train, you know, ding, ding, came down. And they were just like, no, pull it back up. And the car ran right through. It was like, Vroom. like, you're, the holes are being opened. It was like, it felt like every single play, there was a five, six yards of chunk. Linebackers couldn't tackle. Uh, cornerbacks couldn't tackle. Interior defensive linemen were getting pushed by guards and tackles out of the way and opening up holes. Javon Kinlaw got pushed into his own defensive end who was trying to get by the tackle, which then formed this massive pile of red, silver, and gold, and it's opened the freaking Red Sea for a running back. And you're like, Javon, I'm not sure if it's because he's leaned out so much where you know, maybe he's trying to figure out his body. And again, I didn't play in the NFL by any means, but there was a certain point in my life where I was closer to 300 pounds and I played baseball and I came back a lot thinner, 210 pounds, and... And my swing was completely off balance. That hasn't been a problem during training camp. <laughs> like, Javon Kinlaw's looked good 
against first-team offensive linemen. And today for Las Vegas, they're playing their second team, albeit one starter who got hurt, actually, in Dylan Parham. But you're getting pushed around by guys who are, who are smaller than you. Um, explain that to me. Why is Kevin Givens, who is a really good depth piece for this team and even started last year when Ken Law got hurt and played really well in his absence, um, why are you getting pushed around by a second-team offense, guys? Like, what's up here? Um, the cornerbacks, again, playing off receivers by five, six yards. Like, there was, there was a reason Aiden O'Connell had the, the day he did. It was like... Here's five free yards. Here's you know free five, four yards. Here's you know a free seven yard gain on a third down and six. They were just giving them catch after catch. Um, a lot of missed tackles. I don't know what the frick Isaiah Oliver was doing today. No idea. Um, I don't. I, I, I'm not concerned about him per se, but the fact of the matter is is that he's unproven on this defense, and to understand that there wasn't Hufunga out there and, and and Gibson wasn't out there and Oliver was reliant on rookie safeties or a second year safety in Hawkins and Jair Brown behind him being a third down rookie then guys like Womack and Thomas around him uh, I wouldn't doubt it if there was miscommunication uh, when you have guys like Gibson and Hufunga behind you as your safeties you're gonna feel a lot more comfortable and play a lot better behind them or in front of them excuse me then having guys like Lenore and Mooney Ward across from you and next to you, like you're going to play more confident football. Um, and even having guys like Warner and Greenlaw in coverage will also help. But um, there were plays where he would just was behind certain players and was getting beat by second, third string, you know, slot receivers. And you're like, aren't you supposed to be the guy guarding Cooper Cup and and Jackson Smith and Jigba and Rondell Moore and, and, and Lockett in Seattle? Like, I don't... I don't know if I feel comfortable with you right now, and albeit it's one game. Oliver, veteran player, had a really good camp guarding Kittle and Debo and Ayuk. Like, I'm not worried about him right now, but if he does seem to falter, like I said, coming into this game and my worries of this team, they don't have a nickel or a backup nickel cornerback. It's AJ freaking Parker, and I don't, I don't want to say AJ Parker's name ever again. And you can move Lenore inside maybe if, if, if Oliver struggles and put Thomas, who had a good game actually, outside. Or we can move Womack back inside. But this team has, I don't know, six guys, or five of them, have been playing outside corner the entirety of camp. Jameson and Thomas and Womack and Lenore and Mooney Ward, they've all played outside and no one's played nickel but Parker and Isaiah Oliver. And Isaiah Oliver wasn't good today. Parker was fine for what... You know, the undrafted guy does. And there was some concerns where I said, okay, like this cornerback depth um, was already kind of light and, and we had some questions about it, but maybe there are some more questions we should have about it because um, you're letting backup and third string slot receivers kind of dice you up and giving them touchdowns on certain plays. So there were some questions there. I thought, I thought Samuel Womack was a little hit and miss today. It wasn't great in coverage, but... To highlight two plays that you know Thomas and Womack had was back-to-back plays. Third down. Womack comes in and just blows up a running play. Contains the edge, hits the running running back, and he falls down before the first down marker. The very next play, Amory Thomas gets back in the backfield and hits the running back, makes a great tackle on the legs. After whiffing a play earlier on the same drive, makes up for it and gets a turnover on downs. 
Like, there was some some good to glean from from the defense, but overall, it wasn't great. Jaya Brown was fine in his first action. I, I, I do think at the goal line, made a nice tackle and showed his instincts off, kind of pushing a guy towards the sideline, then kind of wrapping him up before he can get a touchdown. I like that stuff from him, but overall, not great in coverage today. Um, but again, one play kind of stood out to me where I go, okay, like that was a good instinctual play uh, by safety in his first live action football game. Um, Cam Latu, uh, what, what are we doing with this guy? Um, I don't want to come across as someone who you know, dislikes Cam Latu. He's a respectful young man. He seems very kind-hearted. Um seems like he's trying to do his best to learn and sometimes your best just isn't cut out to be on the football field um to say i'm not surprised would be an understatement um i think he's had one of the worst training camps i've ever witnessed um he has seemingly dropped the football twice at practice it is a constant occurrence for him um his third round pick draft status will save him most likely, but at this point, um, I think he's your worst tight end on the roster. Like, he is the worst tight end on this roster currently. Just the worst. Um, he did make a nice play on the catch today, where he kind of retched back forward with the one hand and caught it, and then he said, I'm going to fumble. <laughs> I was going to, you know, get the ball back up here. And for Latu, who admittedly says, you know, Things are going too fast right now. I'm trying to figure myself out as a player. Um, I'm a rookie trying to learn still. And I'm trying to kind of process all the information at once and trying to figure out, you know, where I need to be and, you know, kind of simplify the game for me. Um, the game is pretty simple. Catch ball, don't fumble football. Um, you caught the ball, then you fumble the football. And in practices, you weren't catching the football. Um, if he was a blocking tight end, I would say whatever, like, He's not going to be in that role very often, but when you're a third-round pick, you have to alleviate something from George Kittle, and if you're going to replace guys like Warner and Dwelly, um, you cannot be doing what you've been showing, dropping footballs, fumbling footballs, uh, turning the football over is the first thing or the easiest thing to do to get you benched. Um, I think he's played so bad nobody else will pick him up. Um, no other team valued him at the third round. They just didn't. Um, he was probably going to be a fifth or sixth round pick. Um, and he's played like an undrafted guy. Uh, and I can argue that even Troy from Magali, who was on this team last year in training camp and preseason, has played better than him as a receiver. Um, Cam Latu has been the worst tight end on the roster throughout the entirety of the offseason in training camp. Um, fumbles, drops, just... Ugh, like... Braden Willis should be this team's at least fourth string tight end. I want to see him play so much more than Cam Latu. I, I mean, my my goodness. Um, I know Cam Latu had a catch, but again, it's a fumble. Um, the what, second turnover of the day, and the other one was a Ronnie Bell tip ball into the hands of a defender uh, from Brandon Allen. So really, in retrospect... He was the only real turnover of the day for San Francisco. A tip ball to me is more of a receiver's issue and whatnot. But again, turnover's turnover, mind you. But still, like, he had the one where it was solely his fault on a play. 
And it was a play where he easily could have just gone down. And, and, and I, I do want to give him credit. You're fighting for extra yards. But in this case, my friend, if you're going to do that, make sure you have the football. Uh, kind of a rough day for the third round picks, right? Jair Brown, fine, whatever. Came a lot to, did not good at all. Then Jake Moody. Wow. Um... If you can remember the Amanda Bynes show and the little sketch they did called Moody's Point, <laughs> uh, I, I hope my audience remembers that show or is of my age and can remember that show or have kids <laughs> and remember that point of the show. But Moody's Point, today Jake Moody was not on point, um, missing his first two career field goal attempts, um, a 43-yarder and a 57-yarder. Um, I think for Jake Moody... <laughs> And this is the tough thing because today was kind of an amalgamation of bad offensive line play and two of your third round picks playing like unplayable players. Cam Wattu fumble Jake Moody missing missing kicks. And you're like, hmm, I wonder what you could have got if you had a third round pick and didn't pick Cam Wattu or Jake Moody. Oh, I, I wonder what that could be. And obviously your mind goes, well, there was a tackle there. Maybe it's not Matt Pryor. I can live with the mistakes Matt Pryor's making if he was a rookie, but he's like a four-year NFL man. Um, and so for Dick Moody, I'm not concerned about it, but it does raise the point of if this continues, you might find yourself in a situation for Kyle Shanahan saying, wow, we messed up. Now, I do want to give you maybe a reason to relax and stay calm. Um, Justin Tucker... Future Hall of Famer, perennial All-Pro, Pro Bowl kicker for the Ravens. Um, in his first preseason, 4 for 8, 50%. I'm sure that Ravens fans saying, are we sure this is the guy? Mind you, though, <laughs> undrafted free agent who you can take a chance on. Jake Moody, third round pick, third highest drafted kicker since 2005 behind Mike Nugent and Robert Aguayo. Like, the pressure is on Jake Moody. Now, mind you, he did say that I'm happy I missed these kicks now, not later. Um, but it is something to notice and think about that, hey, you know, Zane Gonzalez is still here and, and Jake Moody's been money in practice and better than Zane Gonzalez in practice, hitting 64-yard and 66-yard field goals in practice. So uh, I'm not too worried about Jake Moody, but with the kicker, there's always a risk. And seeing him miss two field goals today, and granted 157 yards, um... Not great. There was overcorrection, but it does make you know it does make that blip in the radar go, you know, bing, 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 you know, warning, warning, warning. Um, there was some of that today of like, yeah, okay, like this is not a great start for San Francisco's draft class today. Um and then to end today's show, uh, Ronnie Bell and Deshaun Jameson, between them, I believe, let me check here on the the box score, um they had Five total kick returns and three total punt returns. Um, I thought Ronnie Bell, punt returning, not a fan. <laughs> I'll say this. I think Deshaun Jameson looked far more comfortable back there returning kicks and punts. Um, I think for him, uh, the way he ran very patiently, waiting for his blockers to find him space and open up holes for him to burst through, uh, it's unfortunate that three of his returns were called back by penalties. Uh, one on Cam Latu, uh, one on D. Winters. Uh, and so, 
I know there was some stuff that you really liked from Deshaun Jameson. Uh, he was fine in coverage, playing defense. He didn't stand out too much. But returning kicks, I think he was far and away the better player between him and Ronnie Bell. Uh, I think Jameson, it's very important. Like, Ronnie Bell, you can tell, was pushing to find yardage and find places. But he ran into a couple guys, you know, his own guys in their back. Whereas Jamison was kind of like waiting for the hole, then he burst right through it and found yardage. And I, I like that style of running better. Uh, Ronnie Bell, call a fair catch, my guy. Stop taking hits. Uh, Jamison seemed more poised back there, obviously more experienced back there. But if Jamison continues to do what he did today, uh, I think he wins this job with McLeod being on the shelf for a little bit. Um, two other guys, I thought D. Winters had a nice play. Uh, running towards the sideline, kind of catching up to a running back uh, and kind of stopping him for one or two yards. But other than that, didn't shine much. Jalen Campbell wearing the green dot today playing Mike Linebacker. That was surprising. Um, didn't expect to see that from a rookie. Like, like Rookies don't wear the green dot very often or play Mike Linebacker. Um, I thought he'd be a Sam. He was a Mike today. And I think for him, he is so good in run defense. So good in run defense. Um, coverage a little, you know, left to you know a little more wanted in that area of the of his play. But the more he plays, being a you know, kind of a safety linebacker hybrid, he'll grow into that role. Um, he is kind of this Marcel Harris kind of player again, that safety nickelback linebacker hybrid, trying to find his body still. But I think he's really stout in run defense. I like what I see. Um, I don't know if he's a Mike going forward. Um, Marcelino McCray Ball seems to kind of have that in his back pocket, kind of ready to go. Um, but I think Jalen Graham had a really good day today. Um, I like what I see from him. I like what I see from Jalen Graham more than D. Winters. And I think right now, uh, Jalen Graham looks like the better player currently than, than D. Winters. Uh, I think right now, D. Winters has been the worst running back on the, or excuse me, worst linebacker on the field. Um, and just kind of has kind of, fell into the nothingness of training camp of another guy with the white jersey on on defense, whereas Jalen Graham has kind of shined a little bit. And when you get that Mike linebacker role as a rookie, that tells you a lot of what they think of you on this defense. Like That's not a, you know, any given Sunday someone gets that and they just kind of throw it around. This is a, you have proven to us you deserve this. Him, McCray Ball, and Fred Warner have played Mike linebacker this year. What does that think? Or what does that make you think of them? I think pretty highly. Uh, overall, a disastrous, ugly performance from the San Francisco 49ers in week one of the NFL preseason. And look, got a week of practice. Thankfully, nobody got hurt. Like, that's a good thing. You leave a game like this, and that can add literal insult to injury. No one got hurt. It's a good sign. Hope these guys can bounce back. Um, very little to glean from, to point to as positives. Ronnie Bell and Jalen Graham and Cleveland Farrell was pretty good. I thought he had a good job beating right tackle for a sack today. Other than that, it was kind of a, well, we're not going to be good <laughs> um, kind of play. You're kind of waiting for those starters to go out there and you know kind of figure things out, and you're hoping that, or you have concerns now, of, hey, if someone goes down, um, are we going to be okay <laughs> at certain positions, offensive line, defensive line, uh, cornerback being one, tight end being one, two. Um, you're kind of hoping and praying, fingers crossed, guys can stay healthy this year, but it's the NFL that doesn't always happen. And you hope that this, this 
second team and third team players and even fourth string guys can kind of you know put things back together and and find themselves in Denver and in Los Angeles to end the year against the Broncos and Chargers but there's so much to discuss so much to react to um, I'm sure we'll get news tomorrow and throughout the entirety of the week um, but if you want to stay up to date with certain things follow us on social media at 49ers underscore access is the Twitter Instagram 49ers.access use our promo code uh, 49ers access at SeatGeek.com excuse me for $20 off your first purchase also use the Fanatics link either up above or down below in the description buy yourself some merch and support the show in the meantime uh, tell me what you thought of Trey Lance and Sam Darnold in the quarterbacks today what did you take away from this game this loss 34-7 against the Las Vegas Raiders in week one of the NFL preseason uh, don't forget to leave a like share subscribe leave that review Spotify on Apple on Google Podcasts on YouTube help the show out tell your friends about the show and let's enjoy this ride of the 2023-2024 season together right here on the Florida Matter Access Podcast. My name is Sterling Bennett. Hopefully saying next time we'll have much more uh, better things to discuss on the podcast. And again, my name is Sterling Bennett. And until next time, stay faithful. <laughs>